Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman. Here we go on a Thursday morning. Glad you have joined us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our service men out there taking care of us. Speaking of podcasts and, and, and things like that, I saw some of you were tweeting and putting on message boards. Had some issues with iTunes. I was told there was an iTunes update issue there. So my advice to you is if you're not seeing Thunder and Lightning on iTunes or on Apple Podcasts, just unsubscribe from us and then immediately resubscribe. Don't leave us hanging there. Yeah, that usually works. For whatever that, it's worth, I have iTunes. and uh, It showed up it, for me, it, it but I haven't updated recently either. I think so. mine auto-updates, but anyway. Mine does not. Mine mine requires my requires my permission. Your approval. Anyway. It's, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like it's, my children. Yeah. It's on mine. So, so there we go. Works uh, for me, so it should work for all of you. No, I'm just kidding. Like, thank you, John Cohen, over there. <laughs> Appreciate that. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream, Starkville's leading local business. They've been leading the charge for doing things locally here in Starkville for a long, long time. That's what's made them such a uh, a must-stop every time you're in Starkville. If you're up here this weekend for baseball, start your day with Strange Brew Coffee House. Start Get your afternoon going with Strange Brew Coffee House. Maybe give yourself a little nightcap with Strange Brew Coffee House. All th- Who needs food? Just Just drink coffee. You lose a lot of weight, and you'll be plenty have plenty of energy. It's a good thought. It's actually totally unhealthy. Don't do that. <laughs> but if you're going to go eat, we got some places for you to do that later on. Uh, our good friends over at College Corner want to remind you: Hey, Father's Day is not too far off, and that means it's time to get Dad some nice, brand new maroon and white gear, a new polo for this football season, a new baseball cap, something. MSU related. That's what dad wants for Father's Day. So shop at College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flow by the Half Shell. Or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Speaking of places to eat, Humble Taco, one of them. This weekend in Starkville, if you're up here, make sure it's on your list. You've got to check out Starkville's newest and best Mexican restaurant. A Mexican restaurant unlike any other in Starkville. Everybody else sort of doing the same thing. The the tacos and the fajitas and the burritos and, and it, burritos and fajitos is what I said. I, that is literally what I said. I said fajitos and burritos. I'll try it. I, I would try a burrito. I would try a fajito. I don't know what they would be. <laughs> but, but I, So a fajito would be a burrito filled with fajita meat and vegetables. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd have, you know, green peppers and onions. Onions, and, tomatoes, yeah. and the, the steak. Yeah, that's, no. a, that's a fajito. Yeah. What's a burrito? Ground beef and like sauce on the skillet, like cheese sauce on the skillet. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Burrito is a tougher sell. Yeah, be a nightmare to clean that skillet. Yeah, you don't want it. Yeah, let's just stick with fajitos. Getting back to humble taco though, <laughs> different kind of Mexican menu there. Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. All your southern favorites spun into Mexican classics. Great stuff. Something for everybody on the venue on the menu. Be it vegans, keto. Or if you're just, you know, like me, and you love to eat meat and cheese, they've got you covered there at Humble Taco. And plus, margaritas on tap, a great list of local beers and wines. 
and if, one of the biggest uh, patios in the city of Starville. Check them out at Humble Taco over there on University Drive, Starville's newest and best Mexican restaurant. Thursdays is sort of turned into regional projection day. I guess we'll be that, that way for the next couple of weeks. And by the time we do this next week, Joel, we should know host sites, so we can stop some speculation for sure. Let's look at them today. Let's start with D1 Baseball and their most recent uh, projection. Both projections we're going to look at have MSU as the four seed. Any surprise there for you? State's number two in the RPI. They're number three in every poll. Or, or better, two. they're three or better in every poll. Surprised that they're the four seed? Who's three ahead of do you uh, have it right there? Arkansas is the one. I'm okay with that. Uh, the Vanderbilt is the two, and TC. I'm sorry, Texas in this one is the three. Coming off there, they just they just took a series from TCU. Yeah, that. Yeah, I mean Texas is the only one that you kind of look at. And State's ahead of them in the RPI and has a head-to-head win. Yeah, like you would think that's that they, the, you'd that's get the only one that you kind of look at, and you could feel like you could make a solid argument to mm-hmm. to flip-flop them, but. Is there some projecting going on here, like what's happening over the last couple of weeks kind of thing? Possibly. Because I don't know what Texas has left. Of course, State's probably That's what I'm saying. If you're favored that kind of in most every you could game. make State the two, I would think. We've talked about that. Yeah. So let's look at the Starkville Regional. As I said, State's the four seed. The two seed, Southern Miss, who are just Ooh. starting to hit their stride right now, playing really, really good baseball. They've actually taken first place now ahead of Louisiana Tech. In I'm not sure the names of that. I think it's East and West of the divisions over there in Conference USA. The three seed is Clemson, who just as a couple weeks ago swept Louisville. I remember that. Good, you know, MSU obviously has some history with Clemson uh, in postseason baseball. And then the four seed, Jackson State. This is about the sixth regional projection in a row from anybody that I've seen that has Jackson State in this regional. Jackson State's coming to start. It sure feels that way. Uh the only other option for them, I think, is if Oxford was going to host, which I don't think Ole Miss is going to host at this point. So you can bet on Jackson State and Mississippi State on Friday. And of, if that's of, the of case, then it's a little difficult for me to imagine Southern Miss actually coming to because then you're you're going to have two teams that you play during the regular season come to your regional. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess that's probably happened before. I'm trying to think. Has State ever – Hosted a regional and had well, it's not even Mississippi teams have teams that you played in the regular season in your regional. Have they ever had more I than think one? In Thirteen. I, I know Central Arkansas and Samford. They had played in the regular season. I want to say. I get mixed up on who was where and what year. Samford was here in thirteen too. I think that's right. But uh, I, I, they, I'm, thank gosh we have a device. We do, and and, and so. Anyway, it just feels like a. It would be not all that likely to send two opponents that you played during the regular season to your regional. So Mississippi State, I was wrong. But it I was could not Sanford. The the Starkville regional that year was, was Mississippi Arkansas. State. Yeah, you're right. Hold on. It's Mississippi State, Central South Arkansas, Alabama. South Alabama, and Mercer was the other team. And then looking back at the schedule that year, I think State played all of those teams in the regular season. They did play Samford. I was right about that. Uh, they played Central Arkansas. They played South Alabama. Okay, so I'm wrong. And did they play Mercer? I don't, they did not play Mercer. Okay, in the so they played season. two of the. Okay, so. Well, I mean, we saw a regional last week that had State playing three teams that had played because yeah, the, the third team in there was somebody. I forget who it was. It was somebody State had played. Tulane. Tulane. I think that's right. Um, so that's your that's your Starkville Regional. That is paired up 
with the Greenville Regional, East Carolina, where East Carolina is the one seed, South Carolina is the two seed, Nincy State is the three seed, and Wofford is the four seed over there. What I find uh, interesting is this, and, and Richard Cross pointed this out on Tuesday's Sports Talk Mississippi. So look at State's regional, right? Southern Miss is a good team. A real good team, Clemson's yeah. a pretty good team. Jackson State went undefeated in SWAC play. And That's, if you'll recall, that game was, I mean, it wasn't some just humongous blowout all right, the way through. Right, right, right. When State played. It was like 8-3 to three was the final, I think. That's the four-seeds regional. The eight-seeds regional, Arizona, has Baylor, Virginia Tech, and Grand Canyon. Why does the it seems like the eight seed has a re, easier? Re, I understand they're trying to keep travel down, but that, that they got that that that's a tough regional for this, the four seed. This could be a year where playing in the South mm-hmm. hurts, you. hurts you. Yeah, because there's so move. many good teams in the because, South, and they're trying to keep people close to home that you could yeah. end up. Notre just, Dame has Central Michigan, who came down here a couple years ago, but they're not going to send Central Michigan down here. Yeah, they don't want to send Jackson State. You know, and it's not just so much about you know travel and trying to limit travel. Jackson State is, I mean, their budget, with what COVID has done, has probably taken a hit. And, you know, can they really afford to fly to South Bend or to, you know, uh, Fort Worth or something like that? Probably not. But I feel like at this point, you just mentioned budget. I I, kind of wonder if some of this, keeping everybody closer to home, is more budget-related at this point than it is. It might very well be. Than it is virus You know, Clemson can go wherever. They've got money. But Southern and Jackson State, those are budget-conscious schools, so... Uh, other SEC teams, we mentioned uh, Arkansas is the one, this is the D1. Uh, Vanderbilt is the two. Uh, Knoxville is the national seed number six. Uh, and then as far as other teams go, uh, in the uh, 16 seeds regional, that's Tallahassee. Georgia is there. Uh, in the 14 seeds regional, which is Ruston, that is where Ole Miss is, which means Ole Miss is on this line here. There's, if that's where the line really is, it's not going to take much to get them to Mississippi to play Mississippi State, or assuming they can get out of their, their regional. Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, with with Hoagland out now, that really hurts their chances. It does. Obviously, but it does. You, you'll, we'll see. Uh, like I said, the Greenville Regional, South Carolina is there. Florida is hosting. They are the 12 seed. They have Louisville. That would be an interesting uh, regional there. Kentucky makes it. They are the uh, in the 11 seed. Oregon's uh, regional. And that's it from the SEC. Oh, so they're sending Kentucky all the way out to Oregon in that production. But again, prediction. Kentucky is a team that you know could do it, can yeah. afford that. And then in their first five out, which is uh, I had not noticed this uh, feature before. Now Alabama and LSU are both in the fourth, first five out. Is Carolina in? in the- Carolina was in the regional, and they were actually paired up with Mississippi State. They're in the Greenville regional. Okay. Uh, LSU is an interesting. I hate to say they're heating up, but they're playing better, and they, they, they have a chance to fit. If they can get to 14 and 16, they, they have a chance to get in here. And they really feel like one of those teams, man, that... You don't want to see them. Well, you don't want to see it's them, LSU. A, but two, if they get to that borderline thing... They'll get in. People are going to see that purple and gold and exactly. say, yeah, let's The same way a, a Duke team in the NCAA Get the benefit of the doubt. the benefit of the doubt. So that's the, uh, that's the D1 baseball. What are your thoughts on that? For State, I mean, that's a tough draw, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know State topped uh, Southern Miss, and I mean they they've beaten Jackson State, and you feel like they're the favorite. Of course, they're the favorite national seed. They're the right. best team in that regional at home. But you could sure draw up an easier road than that. Uh, 
I'm just trying to think, like, if that's how it played out from a pitching staff standpoint, mm-hmm. throw Houston Harding on Friday? Absolutely. Who do you throw in that Saturday? Do you go ahead with McLeod? I'll go with McLeod. McLeod against Walker and ho- Powell. Hopefully you win those two. and then McLeod you got- versus Walker Powell is a – that is an – assuming Southern wins, that is an A-plus matchup there. That's a that's a good game. Yeah. Walker Powell just threw a no-hitter. I, I know it's against Middle Tennessee or whoever it was. It doesn't matter. It's a no-hitter. That, that's two good pitchers. What, where you where you luck out is because Southern can go for you there, but Southern has to throw and I forget the kid's name, who's their number one guy. But he has to go against Clemson, and then Powell goes against them on, on against the winner. When you get to Sunday, and you're able to throw Bednar, that's where you have the advantage. Yeah. So got to win those first two. You know, I was thinking you last have to night, win them, but you feel like if you get to Sunday unscathed, you're in, shape. You're in great shape. Yeah. Um. I was thinking last night, of course, Mississippi State didn't play on Tuesday because of the weather. Games like that, I I know from an RPI and what does it mean standpoint, it doesn't matter State didn't play it. Mm -hmm. But in the grand scheme of like the postseason, Mm -hmm. not playing that game could hurt you. Because, like State really... some innings for guys. Well, that, but particularly like Cade Smith, who it really seems like State's trying to develop into their, Mm -hmm. for lack of a better way of putting it, number five starter at this point. And you would like to see him continue to stretch out and be able to get three, three innings, four, four innings, innings yeah. something like that. And that was another opportunity for him to see if he could get a little deeper because he went, what, I think three innings against the Citadel yeah. last week? See if he can get four against yeah. uh, against UT Instead, Martin, and he didn't get the chance to do that. It's I mean, be the I guess SEC you tournament. Could, it's going to be the game one of the SEC tournament is the next time you'll see yeah. Smith. And, you, and then it's going to be – you're playing an SEC team. you got to see how far you can go. And I'm sure he probably threw a you – know, Throw through a bullpen or Long something. Long bullpen or something. Yeah. It's just different. But, no, I agree. I agree. But, I mean, if, if State gets into a loser's bracket situation in a regional, you're going to need five starters. Yeah. And that fifth guy, I'm guessing, would be Cade Smith, yeah. who you would be hoping had more innings than what he's got to this point. No, I agree. And so, I, I agree. You know, yeah, playing that out, you know, if you if you get in, if you lose either the first or second game of whoever comes into the regional, mm-hmm. and you're going to have to win two games on Sunday, well, Bedner's going to start one of them. And then... I'm assuming probably Fristo the other one if Harding started Friday. Right. And then, of course, you're going to have a Monday game then at yeah. that point. I guess it's Cade Smith. Yeah. I mean, who so. else would it be? Depending on what's happened that weekend, could Brandon Smith be that guy? Could could be. Just depends, though. You know, you got to assume you've used him at some Dust point. Dust off Eric Sarantola? No. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know what's funny is from a stuff <laughs> perspective – Nobody that, that guy would be the best fifth starter in the world. <laughs> he just hadn't pitched enough for you enough, to do so. that, I don't think. So All right. Let's move over to Baseball America now. They also have MSU as the four seed. Their seeding's a little different. Arkansas one, TCU two, which I find incredibly interesting coming off a series loss to Texas. And they are behind state in the polls and in the RPI. But at least they do have a head to head win over state, unlike they Texas. They do have a head to head win there. Vanderbilt's the three and then state's the four. And talk about the matchup Chris Lamonis doesn't want to see. Not from the terms of he's afraid of the opponent, but the two-seed is Louisville. And they said last year that they didn't like playing Louisville. McDonald and uh, and Lamonis, such, such great friends. This would be a very emotional regional if those two teams were to meet up. You, you, you almost think he'd be pulling for South Alabama, who's the three-seed, and so you'd never see him. South Alabama's the three and then Jackson State is the four. Again, Jackson State is coming to start. Well, that it just feels like that's going to happen. Matched up with the Stanford Regional. So uh, maybe a, a rematch of 2019. Stanford, UC Irvine, Baylor, and Nevada. Uh, looking around the SEC, I already mentioned Vanderbilt uh, as the three. Arkansas is the one. 
Uh, let's see here. Tennessee is the eight seed. Uh, the nine seed is uh, Oregon. Who else from the SEC here? Um, Florida also hosting here. Florida and Florida State in the same regional. That's that's it, that's very interesting. Um, and then let's see. Georgia is in the Charlotte regional along with Georgia Tech. That's a, again interesting. They're sending Southern Miss to Pittsburgh in this regional. So that we talked about travel a minute ago. That's about as far as away as you could send them. And then Ole Miss still in the Ruston regional, but they are that's the 16 seeds regional. So if you do if you look at it from that type of term, what they're saying there is that Ole Miss is the best two seed. They got to match up with the worst one seed, and they're in the regional with Tulane as well. That is not a good matchup there for Ole Miss without Hoagland. Uh, off is that his name? I, I can't remember his name. I believe that's his name. I, I, I can remember what he looks like, and I can remember There's how no well he pitched. There's no forgetting what he looks like and how well he pitched, but I believe that's his name, Perry Authoff. That sounds right. Uh, but he, I mean, game one, you got to throw in a Casey. You can't, you can't screw around with Derek Diamond or, or Drew McDaniel or whoever there. You got to throw your best against him yeah. because if you don't, you're going to the losers bracket, and you got no shot. No shot of coming out of that. I would yeah, think. think about that. If Ole Miss went to the losers bracket, they'd have to dig out with with Derek Diamond and Drew, and McDaniel, Drew McDaniel and, and then, who else. You know, because you got to you got to have two other starters. Yeah, can Plumlee pitch? Does everything else? Yeah. You know, never mind. We'll get Corral to pitch. He'll be better. Uh that's a tough. That's a tough road to hoe. And if you if you do come out of that regional, congratulations, you're going to Fayetteville. So tough road for the Rebels, but that's just sort of the the, the bed they've they've made, and then the Hoagland injury just complicated everything for them. Uh, your thoughts on the Starkville Regional here? Louisville, South Alabama, Jackson State. Louisville's interesting because I mean, they're a powerhouse traditionally, but they're not having a great year this year. It's one of those deals with Louisville where there would be some, at least from a fan perspective, I don't know about the players, but from a fan perspective, there would be some fear factor. It'd be almost like if the, like if the Yankees are having an off year in Major League Baseball, but you play the Yankees. There's still that fear, well, they're going to kick our tail. They're the Yankees mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like with, with Louisville, they're usually so darn good mm-hmm. that you wouldn't feel comfortable at any point in that regional. I, don't think, I think state they're... fans would feel a lot more comfortable with Louisville than with Southern. You though. think so? Well, mainly because how many Louisville fans do you see on an, on an average day? I mean, if you work with a USM fan, you'll never hear the end of that if sure. that were to happen. Um, I think I think – I'm a big believer, though, and you want to play – the team that's not as good and look southern miss is good but i don't know are, are they are, are they as, are they better than louisville their strength of schedule is better their rpi is better their record is better their okay right. well maybe i'm falling victim to the whole i think you're falling look, victim looking to, to the yeah. colors and the coach and, and all southern misses their strength of schedule was in the top 10 for most of the year prior to these last I couple of weeks i'm slanted when it comes to southern miss by the one time i saw them and their lineup looked awful they, they, and, they've, they've gotten the hitting going a little bit but they 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 were sort of similar to State early in the year in that the pitching was really good and the hitting was just enough. But I mean, it wasn't the, as good. The, the one time I saw them live, and again, you can't take any mass judgments away from one baseball game, but the one time State played them, the one time I saw them with my own eyeballs, man, that Southern Miss lineup just looked wretched. You, like weren't, it, you were the only guy down in Jackson, weren't you? No, Ben Ben was there. Okay. Um, Robbie was there for a little while. He had to go cover some high school basketball state championship action, I mm-hmm. think, so... Uh, there, there were three or four of us there. I think Dalton was there, but uh, well, I anyway, tried to make you look good. Never mind. Yeah, there, there, there were three or four of us there, but at at any rate, they they didn't look good that good that day. But that was a long time ago, and like I said, one baseball game you can't take a ton away from. But 
I, I think I am falling victim maybe a little bit to Louisville's just usually the better program. And yeah. I just when you get into those situations, mm-hmm. those postseason situations, look, I don't know what Louisville has left from two years ago when they went to Omaha. Mm-hmm. But you like guys that have done it before. That's where I like steak. I mean, yeah. Tanner Allen's blood pressure ain't going to go up any more in a super than it would for a regular weekend, I don't think. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just – this is his third, fourth go at it. He, he's done it so many times, there's just no nerves. That's where, like, Louisville, if they still have some guys left over from that run a couple years ago, and I mean, they're, they're just not going to get – they're not going to grip the bats too tight. And they, that's why when I see teams like that, I, they can be really dangerous. And I, I think that's why – a lot of times you see state, even when they don't have great regular seasons, they a lot of times have great postseasons because they just have this year after year. It gets to the postseason and and guys get used to it, and you know they they've played in front of a big crowd all year during the regular season anyway. So when they get to the postseason, the pressure's on. Well, the pressure had been on them all year anyway with, with what they played. I just think teams like that are dangerous. No, so you're not, you're I, not I, wrong. I, can, I consider Louisville for whatever reason in my head a little bit more dangerous than Southern Miss. You're, you're not wrong, but I mean. Scott Barry is a veteran coach, and they've yeah. got veteran players down there. So I mean, and you know they've played at Duty Noble Field before, so they're not going to be you know intimidated by it. So it, it, your your point's not wrong, but at the same time, you know Southern Miss is not. I wouldn't take them lightly, and I'm not saying that you do. Yeah, I'm saying that if you said, oh, I would definitely rather have Louisville. I mean, that's probably there's also a confidence factor too. If you if you play Southern Miss, of course you got to go against overconfidence. But hey, we we played those guys and we handled them. Mm-hmm. earlier in the year that, that that goes a little way too some of the guys that pitched and played well that night they go out there like I've, I, you got there with confidence knowing that hey i've already done this once yeah. so should be interesting both like i said I, and i i'm interested to see if state moves up the seed line any i mean they should be winning games over the next mm-hmm. couple weekends the alabama series in particular a road series against what is a, a borderline tournament team should be you know Really solidify them as as the number you know as a top two RPI team, and then we'll see what happens when they get over to Hoover. But state I, really, man, yeah, I guess they don't need to, but they they kind of need to sweep this weekend. It kind of feels like just it feels to, like just to keep yeah you want to you want to you want to get a sweep. This is gonna maybe hurt some of y'all out there, but it wouldn't hurt it wouldn't hurt if uh, Ole Miss took a game from Vanderbilt. Yeah. That would be helpful to Mississippi State. Needs the wrong Arkansas word. and Tennessee play each other, so that's going to sort itself out one way or the other. But it would be helpful if Nikhazy could step up on Saturday yeah. and get one off of the lighter. I want to go back. I said need to sweep this week. I also have SEC championship thinking in mind. That, that's yeah. where I say need to sweep this weekend. It feels like if you don't sweep Missouri, mm-hmm. then any chances of winning the SEC probably go out the window. Is that fair? Right. Yeah. If you, you basically you have to go six. Well, you have to go six and zero. Oh. And let Arkansas go five and one or worse. If they five, if Arkansas is five and one and you're six and zero, oh, you you clinch a share. But Arkansas would be the one seed. If Arkansas is four and two over the next two weekends, they just win both series. Yeah. And you're six and zero, oh, you win the conference outright. Yeah. Because like I said, Arkansas is going to take care of Tennessee for you, and then you just need Vandy to drop a game. You really need him just to drop a game to Ole Miss. So we'll see. All right, let's move on over to football. That's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. This weekend, Welcome Home Beef is what you need to put on the grill, in the pot, in the pan. It's just good eating no matter where you go. And don't forget, it's, it's a lot more than just steaks, burgers, and, and roasts when you head with when you shop with Welcome Home Beef. They have all the different cuts of meat. They've got all sorts of different products. They're always happy to, to accommodate you guys with special orders. They want to be for your full-service uh, meat distributor, meat maestros, if you will. So why don't you give them a call today and find out what you can cook up for your family 
It's cookout season. It's the summer of welcome home beef. Put it on the grill. Call them today at 662-268-8148 or visit them online at welcomehomebeef.com. Welcome home beef. It just tastes good. Our good friends over at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. I had some uh, folks tell me they're coming to Starkville this weekend. Where should I go? I said, hey, Humble Taco or Two Brothers. And I think the, the, the verdicts were just about split between those two places. And man, if I, if I had to tell you to do something, hit them both. Hit them both. But Two Brothers, man, what a great place to go. One of my favorites in Starville. One of my favorites in the SEC. And I've traveled to almost every city around the SEC and, and eaten in a lot of great restaurants. But Two Brothers is right near the very top. A unique menu. It's so much more than just barbecue when you're eating at Two Brothers. It is smoked southern soul food right there in the heart of the Cotton District. Great patio, great people, great local beers, great craft cocktails, and of course, and most importantly, great food. Check them out today at 621 University Drive, Two Brothers Smoked Meats. What are you smiling at? I'm going through a collection of photos of ways people are storing gasoline at all these pumps and stuff. And and it is just... The plastic bag is the worst one, isn't it? It's awful. It's uh, it's awful. But, I mean, we have, like, this laundry basket-looking thing that... Has holes in it? Well, I don't see any holes. It's just... A storage container is probably a better word than a laundry basket, but still. Jeez Louise. All right, let's move. Let's continue with our sponsors. They'll go away from dumb people and their escapades with chemicals. Advantage Business System says, hey, don't store gas in plastic bags. But more importantly than that, give them a call for all your business technological needs. They have a wide variety of services, of products, of information systems, of everything you need to make sure your business is profitable and not problematic. And more importantly, they're going to back everything they give to you up with top-notch quality service that you would expect from your... Your face is making me laugh. Stop. I found something else. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll look down. Please do. It's going to back it up with top-notch quality service that only a your local Mississippians can provide. They are a Mississippi business first and foremost. They are doing business in this state. Not only with you, not only with your neighbors, but with Mississippi State University, with Octibahaw County Hospital here in Starkville. That's who they're doing business with. They want to do business with you and help your business thrive. Call them today at 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. See how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. So what was it? Um, It was just a meme. Oh, it was a meme. Okay. Yes, I'll, I'll show you later. All right. Okay. So I thought you found like another, a more ridiculous gasoline No, I, I mean, method. there were plenty of dumb ones. All right. Special teams. True or false, hot take or not, Brandon Ruiz might be the best kicker in the SEC. Hmm. I don't think it's a hot take. I think it may be Evan true. Evan McPherson, gone. Um, Alabama's kicker from last year is gone. I forget his name, but I know he was consistent. Which was weird for Alabama. It was weird. Opportunity here for him to be one of the top kickers in the conference, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I will confess that I haven't done any scouting ton, on, yeah. Yeah, on every kicker in the SEC, but Brandon Ruiz was really good. He was really good at kickoffs. He did what we begged uh, Joe Moorhead to do for I say begged. What we didn't understand why Joe Moorhead didn't do for years. But he kicks the ball in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Which, which I'm a huge I fan mean, of. I, I don't understand why if you can do that, you don't do that. Um, that seems to be a pretty good strategy to keep teams from running it back against you. He, he does everything well. Um, yeah, I don't... If there is a better kicker in the SEC, it ain't by much. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, when you play in the SEC and you expect to probably have some close games, it sure helps to have a guy that you feel like can put it through the uprights. And you feel like within, what, about 45 yards, Mm -hmm. Ruiz is going to have a darn good shot to make. I feel like State's very solid at place kicker. Ruiz is a good kicker. 
At punter, they need more consistency. Yeah, I was going to say, Tucker Day's a little bit Jekyll and Hyde-ish. Yes. He has these stretches where he's really good. And then he has some stretches where not so much. Right. So, yeah, I, I don't know what to expect out of Tucker Day at this point. Yeah, you know, he's talking about a guy. It was his fifth year. For you know, he's been in Mississippi State quite a while. You know, he's one of these guys. It feels like he's been here a long time. But well, I mean, was he punting as a true freshman in seventeen? He punted for Mullen, didn't he? Mm-hmm. So yeah. this is his fifth year of playing football, and. I mean, he's had some moments where you're like, wow, he's really got a good leg on him. And then he had some moments where you're just like, why is this guy the punter? And, you know, some of that I, I attribute to some poor coaching, which is he, he told us about himself. Uh, but then I attribute some of that, you know, just uh, punting is such a, uh, you know, an interesting part of the game. Because, I mean, if everything's, it feels like that is the most mechanically uh, dependent part of the game. That if you don't do everything correct, you're going to shank the ball. Feels like you know you can get away with a bad throw every now and then. A bad punt, everybody sees it. It just goes off the side of your foot. It goes twenty five yards, and everybody's like, "What the hell's going on?" <laughs> Namely me. So consistency is probably the word we're looking for from from Tucker Day. You get consistency from Brandon Ruiz, I yeah. think. You know, you got to get that from Tucker. Shanky punt is kind of like the pitcher that can't throw strikes. It's like, yeah, that's all you got to do, man. Like that's your job. Yeah. You don't go out there and hit everybody every job. day. Yeah. You just go out there and. I mean, we it's been a while, but we used to go out to practice and see this. And I mean, that's all you have to do: punt, time after time again. This ain't me hating. It's just it's why people get so frustrated when there's a shank or something. Mm-hmm. It's like that's your one. What's the old? You know, you had one job. You had one job. Yeah. Yeah. And so we'll see if Tucker Day can be a little more consistent at this guy. And then we have the return game, which has just to me has just been such a a struggle for Mississippi State. Over the past decade, basically, basically since Chad Bumpus left. Well, there's a man by the name of Tulu that wants to well, turn let's, let's talk your about him. opinion around. I'll be honest with you, and I'm not saying it's a strike against Mike Leach. I understand that Tulu Griffin. I know he battled some injury problems early on, but the fact that he wasn't the primary kick returner, like at least midway through the season, boggles my mind. Clearly, he has a knack for it. Um, I, I think that he is going to be. I think he has the potential to be. I should never. I don't want to speak in absolutes, but to be State's best kick returner, maybe since Bumpus, maybe since Kevin Prentice. You want to go that back? That far? I agree with you. Let me play. Let me let me play. Devil's advocate uh, again. Nothing Our I favorite hate more game. than devil's advocate. But go ahead. Let's play it. Are we slanted because he had one big game? Like, are we taking that Tulsa bowl game and just saying he's going to be the greatest ever because he had a Didn't fantastic he have a decent game? game? Didn't he have a good game against Missouri? Am I, am I wrong in that? I think towards the end of the season he was getting. I mean, more it wasn't involved. as good as what we saw against Tulsa. Well, against Tulsa, but... I get that, but to me, you know, kick returning is about speed and elusiveness, and that's something I know that Tulu Griffin has. And I've, I've been saying that for a long time. I think State has always had these guys who could be good kick returners. I thought Brandon Holloway was one. He, he returned one for a touchdown. Um, you know, I feel like they they that. We've always lamented that State never had these big wide receivers. Well, little wide receivers make good kick returners. Uh, and so I, I've been, you know, sort of my mind has been boggled, if you will, by State's lack of success through the years in the return game. Uh, I think Griffin can be a guy who changes that up for Mississippi State. You've got to have those opportunities. Yeah. But but I think that he, he can do that. You know, people, people underestimate how important return game is. When we talk about hidden yardage, I mean, the difference between averaging 
10 yards per return and 15 yards per return is a massive thing when we're talking about you know if you if you take 10 punts a game you know or not 10 punts a game like 5 6 punts a game that's 30 yards of offense you know it's 30 that's 30 less yards to get to a touchdown in a kickoff game there's a huge difference between 20 yards of return and 27 yards per return one is you know you should have just kept it in the end zone the 27 is okay you're starting over the 30 yeah I mean, there's a that's there's a difference there state needs to be you know Especially when I look at this offense and I think they're probably still going to be more of a possession-based offense. I don't know how much big play threat they have outside of you know Griffin, Wally a little bit. That field position is going to play be a key for them. So I, I, I want to see Griffin you know, develop. I want to see somebody. It doesn't have to be Tulu Griffin. But somebody needs to develop into a really legitimate return man threat. State hasn't had one in a while. I want to see if, the, if this guy can do it. If he can... Well, that's 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 another plus for Mississippi State. Yep, uh, I'm intrigued to see if like a guy can Teddy Knox come in and, and contribute. I mean, that's another guy well, I'm interested in. Anytime yeah. I see a, a Twitter handle that's what is it like fastest guy in Texas or whatever, yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. that intrigues me from a special team standpoint. I want the fastest guy in Texas running. <laughs> I don't know if he's actually the fastest guy in Texas, but he's one of them. Yeah, I, I, I want that guy. If he, assuming he can catch a, the ball, uh, you know, assuming he's going to come in and not redshirt, which I don't think he is. It feels like a situation where I would I would put him there immediately. Like you, t- I want those two guys deep on the kickoffs because it feels like it's easy for him to make an impact there. Especially when I when I watch and and to me Leach's kickoff return philosophy is no different than Moorhead's, which was no different than Mullins, which was as I've said it many times, run into the middle and if you come out clean on the other side, God bless you. <laughs> you know. The, the, the bowl game was one of the first times I saw those guys try to reach for the sidelines yeah. and, and try to make those, you know, try to get outside like that. For the most part, it's just like, just funnel it up the middle and we'll see what happens. <laughs> so, yeah, put two guys with some speed back there and make people think. That's why when you're playing NCAA football 14 or whatever the last one was, you just recruit guys that speed ratings like 99 or whatever. Just... I would not recruit a receiver or a – I didn't recruit a receiver, a DB, or a running back that was above 4-5. <laughs> Never under any. I didn't care what the star ranking was. I was like, do they have speed? I'm good. Simple as that. We're we're, we're sort of wrapped up with position breakdowns now. And now that you've, we've sort of looked through uh, through all of them, is there any is there any position that you didn't feel great about coming in that you've talked yourself into a little bit, or is there one I th- you thought you did feel good about that you, now when you look at it in detail, you say maybe they maybe they got some work there. I think the more this spring, just in general, I thought about the safety position and just the guys that you have mm-hmm. there. I think we've said this before, but there's no like star power there. Mm-hmm. But there's so many solid options that you just feel like there's so many plug and play guys there that they're going to figure out something to be really good in the secondary. You know, assuming, especially if you, as long as Martin Emerson and, and Forbes stay healthy on on the corners, and I think State's got so many options at safety that you have the makings of a really darn good overall secondary for this team. I think I. I hadn't really thought so much about that until this spring and talking about it and, and watching these guys out there at, in scrimmages in the spring games. I just, you know, last year we were really, we talked about that secondary, I don't know, you know, kind of that. But I, I'm pretty confident that State's going to be darn good on the back end defensively this year. I agree with you 100%. We'll see. We'll see what happens. So I think we're like, if I did my math right, I'll have to redo it. I think we're like three weeks away from starting up any kind of of our of our summer content, if you will. 
Uh, but we'll get into that for sure. We'll, we'll, we'll find some football stuff to talk about over the next couple weeks for sure. Uh, and then tomorrow's show, uh, I guess we we didn't really preview uh, Missouri on today's show, but at this point it feels like it's more about Mississippi State than anything else. You know, They it did does. announce the rotation. It is McLeod, Bednar, and then our old standby TBA returns to the rotation. He's, he's had a solid career. A solid... He is somebody who has taken full advantage of these COVID years of eligibility. Yeah. He's stuck around for a long time. He's got at least two degrees. So we'll see how that I wonder how much he out. can get in the name, image, likeness kind of thing. What, what, what can TBA muster? He can be anybody. So he could be Trevor Lawrence. You know, he could be <laughs> whoever you want him to be. So he could make some big money. Go back in time. He can be, you know, yeah. Brantley so or something. I think if we we're doing a prediction for this series, I went sweep last weekend and I, I got close. I'm going to go sweep again. I think that I think Missouri's just not any good. I went, Carolina's actually a good team. I wasn't overly surprised they found a way to win one game. I went, Missouri's not a good I team. I went two out of three last weekend, and lo and behold, Joel T was right. So let's yeah. see if Joel T can be right again. I'm with you. The yeah. brooms get get broken out. We'll see what happens. All right, so tomorrow not, tomorrow's show will be a late-night uh, extravaganza. So <laughs> who knows what we're going to say, but we'll recap game one. <laughs> Uh, from uh, Starkville for Mississippi State versus Missouri. Guys, have a great Friday, or Thursday, back with you on Friday morning. For Joel T. Coleman, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.